0: This week, we are continuing our walk through our worship series, This We Believe, looking at the foundation of our faith, an enduring faith that we can carry through each day of our lives, each month, each year that faces us, the seasons that God brings us through in life, grounded in our identity, grounded in the faith we have in Him. So we talked about what it means that that we have the Ten Commandments from God that reveals that we need Him. We've talked about a creed, a, a summary of who God is, what we believe about Him. And now we're going to talk about something that God does to us. But before we talk specifically about baptism, I want to maybe remind you of something that you experienced in life that I did. When I was in high school and started to drive, and maybe I've talked about this before, when I started to drive and leave the house on my own, before I left, my parents, my mom especially, would always say, uh, John, remember, whatever you're doing out there, you're representing the Corollas family name. I don't know if you received the same little uh, encouragement or the same sort of warning when you were younger, but uh, there are times where our family name plays a significant role in our lives. I think as we grow and develop, we begin to realize what that name means more and more. Maybe at the, uh, maybe sadly at the death of a loved one, when, when a grandparent or a parent passes away, we realize, wow, I'm carrying this legacy forward. Who I am is shaped by the people that have come before me. And so I want to live a life that, that honors and cherishes that same legacy, that same story, those same characteristics, maybe an honorable business owner or, or an ethical doctor or uh, simply a, a wonderful parent. These things shape who we are and it impacts the kind of life we want to live moving forward. Our identities take a, take a large part of our, our, our attention, our intentionality the actions that we carry out, the way that we speak with other people, the ideas and goals we have for our own futures. Identity plays a a significant and important role, especially our family identity. Now, maybe you don't have a good relationship with your family, and then that identity takes on a different kind of tone, where now this is something I want to avoid, or this is something I want to separate or distance myself from. And that sometimes can be uh, the right thing to do. Sometimes it's hard to walk through life because we didn't choose this family. We didn't choose this identity. There are certain things as we're growing up that our parents did and we're like, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to say that. Then you go back and you realize, uh, you know, you you say something in a moment of high emotion and then you pause and you're like, oh my gosh, I I think that was my dad or I think that was my mom. That's something that I grew up hearing and now all of a sudden I'm the one saying it. What I'm trying to say is our our families, our identities, the name that we carry has a significant impact on our lives. The same is true of our faith. The same is true of our faith in the moment of baptism. Baptism is a moment where, not, not where we choose to be called a Christian, but where God chooses to call us His child. He extends His grace and mercy to us. He washes us clean of our sin in baptism, and He marks us as His own. He calls us His own. Over at the preschool, when we talk about baptism birthdays, we celebrate each month the kids that were baptized uh, when they were babies, or maybe a year or two prior, you know, the kids that were baptized in August, we celebrate their baptism birthdays, and we teach the preschool kids, baptism is when God calls me His own. He has chosen us, He has put His name upon us, and that identifier plays a significant role in our lives. I want to take a moment, though, and and look at a piece of, of literature that's been passed down in our Lutheran faith for close to 500 years. This is a little booklet, it's really only 15 pages long, depending on the size of your font, that breaks down these six pieces of faith that we are focusing on the This We Believe series. And today, baptism, I just want to read some of the things that we're talking about today. What is baptism? What, what does baptism do? What's the point of baptism? And where does the Bible talk about this stuff? So, so we're going to be looking at Luther's small catechism together. Luther writes, the first question is, what is baptism? And he says, baptism is not just plain water but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word. God said, you need to baptize people. He said, this is how you baptize people in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is what you do when you're witnessing and people are hearing the gospel news and realizing that God is pulling them into his family. So what is that word of God that this water and command are combined with? Jesus says in the last chapter of Matthew, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his disciples as he was about to ascend back to heaven, this is what you do. You church leaders, you people who are sharing the gospel, baptizing people, making disciples, teaching the commands of God, this is what you do. This characterizes the faith. Baptism is something we do because Jesus told us to do it. We're following his instructions. We're doing what he called us to do. So the question then is, what benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the words and promises of God declare. So of course, the follow-up question is, what are these words and promises of God? Where does God declare and promise that these are the benefits? Jesus says in the last chapter of Mark, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. God works through tangible means. We recognize this in how we celebrate communion and how we celebrate baptism, but even when we look to the cross, God chose to send Jesus as a real person, a real human being. He died on the cross, a real death, crucified. He hung there, was taken down, was buried in the ground, and through that very real, very tangible, very uh, physical God brought about the payment that our sins caused us to owe him. He raised Jesus from the dead to show us that he meant what he said. Jesus is the chosen one to bring about forgiveness and he communicates, he extends, he delivers that forgiveness to us through baptism. Now this is a little bit of a longer part but the question is how can water do such great things Well, certainly not just water, but the Word of God in and with the water does these things, along with the faith which trusts this Word of God in the water. For without God's Word, the water is plain water, not baptism. But with the Word of God, it is a baptism, that is a life-giving water, rich in grace, and washing of the new birth and the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul says in Titus. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Christ Jesus, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. The washing of rebirth and the renewal of the Holy Spirit. We see this happening, the very moment of it taking place in baptism. Jesus said, this is what marks my followers. This is what determines they are my people. This is how God says, you are my child. You are going to profess the faith you have. You are going to be declared, baptized in the name of my name. And you are going to be dipped in the water or covered in the water, washed in the water. And that water, combined with my word and my promises declared over you, it washes you of your sin. It delivers forgiveness to you. It marks you as his child. So finally, The the small catechism closes with this. What does such baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us, that is that sinful part of us, that part of us that is corrupt to the core, the part of us that we realize when we read the Ten Commandments can't do anything about the fact that we go against God's will. That part of us should, by daily contrition and repentance, that is, realizing we are broken and turning to God, be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man, a new person, should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Okay, that's a great idea. That sounds good, but where is this written? St. Paul says in Romans chapter 6, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. I love how Martin Luther takes this picture of baptism and says, this is a daily practice we can have. This is something that should characterize our lives and something we should remind ourselves of each and every morning when we wake up. And whether it was nightmares in the evening or anxiety that carried us through the night or simply a a big day facing us, we know that we don't have what it takes to live the perfect life. But in baptism, God has given us His promises. He has forgiven us of our sins and He has said, through me, you will live this new life. You will be characterized by my name. You will be noticeable because you're one of my followers. And I did that to you in baptism. We turn back to baptism as a comfort in times of struggle. When we are wondering whether we really count as a Christian, when our, when our faith starts to falter, we can say, no, God declared me his child in baptism. I can trust in his promises. He marked me as his own with that very water and that very word. Baptism is such a comfort. So whether or not you are a good representative of your own last name, God calls us to live this new life in baptism of identity of his child. Together, let's walk through this life. Let's let's live this new life. Let's daily remind ourselves of that forgiveness, of that calling, of that identity. Let's live together in light of the fact that God has called us his own. Amen.